Hey, uh, I'm Adam Barker, I'm the CEO of MagnaPass, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, this is a show where we typically speak with uh, guests and deconstruct their success so that we can have success uh, with uh, apps and the app store and the whole mobile revolution. Uh, however, today it is going to be different because it's just me and you uh, and I have some wonderful content to share with you, some news. Uh, so as I say, today the in the weekly episode, uh, I am going to just be going through three things with you. Uh, the first is I want to, uh, I, I guess, go through the mission of the App Guide podcast to see if you it is appropriate for you to be listening. Uh, I have put down in words what I feel my mission is. Uh, it's only taken me 500 episodes to do that. So uh, the guests, um, I want to make an announcement about future guests and the types of uh, people that we're looking for so that you have an opportunity to shape the future of this show. And then I uh, I want to go through some notes that I created for a podcast that I was recently on called The Eventual Millionaire. Really big news. And I wanted to go through these three things. So let me go through the first one then, which is the mission of the App Guy podcast. And uh, it's taken me a little bit of um, time to put this down, but I wanted to try and reflect the, the type of content and the, 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 the mission that I'm actually trying to achieve here in doing this podcast. And uh, I'm just going to read what I've got. This is on my website, so you're very welcome to, if you miss any of this, go to theappguide.co and have a look. You'll see the mission uh, there uh, in black and white. Um, and let me just go through and read some of these. The App Guide podcast mission is to share with you genuine, authentic and real stories of entrepreneurs active with apps, tech startups and go-getters living awesome lives. So the first point of the mission there is to really get wonderful real life stories to inspire not only me, but you as well in terms of this whole space of app entrepreneurship. Second mission, the App Guy podcast mission is to inspire you to live a life passionately doing something you feel you were born to do. Many of us in this space do feel very passionate about technology, uh, passionate about what we have in our pockets, these mobile phones, and we wanted to make sure, and I personally want to ensure, uh, that we're helping you live a passionate life in delivering some of these wonderful uh, apps to uh, the users that you have around the world. Um, the third mission is the App Guide podcast mission is to help you overcome the fear of quitting a corporate career. It's to help you start living an extraordinarily interesting life, whether this is in startups, working for yourself, or pursuing a free and digital world travel hopping dream. And this is really from my own personal experience in that uh, the whole podcast was started whilst I was on a, a mini retirement uh, in Dubai. Uh, and uh, I've continued to take lots of different mini retirements whilst the show has been going. I've been living the dream, uh, certainly my dream, of being ultimately free, uh, free from a single location. 
and recording uh, podcasts in you know the middle of um, Dubai or, or uh, rice fields in Bali, um, uh, near a monkey forest, uh, all these different locations that I've had with various um, episodes over the past 500 episodes. And so I wanted to reflect that in uh, the mission, which is to help you um, in, in your pursuits of living an extraordinarily interesting life. And, you know, that piece about the fear of quitting a corporate career, well, I was um, reflecting on my own experience. And yes, I was on that whole corporate ladder. Uh, I loved it for a time. Then I, it felt like a bit of a treadmill and I had to get off and do something more interesting uh, and I do understand that there are some of you out there who feel the same. So uh, I wanted to incorporate that into the mission of the App Guide podcast. And finally, but this is not a complete list because uh, I am open to suggestions on what to add to this. If you feel like I've missed something, uh, you know, if you've been listening to lots of different episodes and you feel like I've, missing, I've list, uh, sorry, missed uh, a, a particular mission, then do let me know and I'd be able to add it to it. But here we are, the last one I've written down, which is the App Guy podcast mission is to introduce you to like-minded people who are really on your side. Uh, fascinating people, not simply out to manipulate you or to sell you anything or to be your guru, but like-minded people who have, have gone through maybe similar struggles to what you're going through uh, and the, the struggles that you face in terms of your pursuit for your own success. Um, so this show is not uh, uh, out to uh, sell um, any particular agenda uh, or you know, get guests on that are just selling. Uh, we want genuine, uh, like-minded people who we can really learn from. And uh, that's, that's the mission. And so what do you think to that? Please do let me know, uh, paul at theappguy.co, paul at theappguy.co, or you can contact me through the website, theappguy.co. It's a big uh, contact uh, button as well. So that's the App Guy podcast mission. I'd love to hear what you think about it. And if there's anything that you feel is missing from there um, that you can hear through the various interviews that we've had over the years. Uh, the second thing is I want to give you an opportunity as a listener to this show to shape the future of the show. And uh, that's because I have a team uh, that I have charged with getting great guests that meet this mission. Uh, guests that will help me deliver the mission I've just gone through with you. And um, I'm already uh, contacting and reaching out to uh, top app founders and inspiring people. Uh, maybe they've had apps that have been in the news uh, or they've uh, created really successful apps. Um, so I want to give you the opportunity to, uh, I guess, have some influence over the types of guests that I'm reaching out to. Uh, if you have any suggestions, then do let me know. But in particular, if there's any past episodes that you've thoroughly enjoyed, uh, then uh, also let me know as well. I have gone through some of the past episodes and I can see that uh, the types of uh, people that you uh, have enjoyed listening to are, uh, uh, there was one in particular, How to Get Free Press, that was well received. Um, uh, another one is uh, How to Find a, a Technical Co-Founder as a Non-Technical Co-Founder Yourself. Uh, that was an interesting subject. Uh, and... 
um, yeah, so they're, they're the kind of episodes uh, that I thought would um, make for future good guests. Um, so if there's any particular topic or any uh, guests or any um, subjects you'd like me to cover, then, you know, do get in touch with me and, uh, and you can help shape your own show because this is podcast land. This is not radio land. It's not me just broadcasting out to an empty space and, and not getting any feedback. I, uh, I really do enjoy uh, getting feedback and listening to uh, your uh, comments as well. So the third thing, that's a, this is the third thing now I'm, I'm coming on to. Uh, this is a big deal for me because the show uh, was started out of Dubai and it was partly inspired by uh, another entrepreneur I used to listen to, uh, John Lee Dumas. And he uh, was inspired by Jamie Tardy. Uh, who does the eventual millionaire. So it has been a dream of mine for uh, a number of years to get on the show, uh, the eventual millionaire. And uh, I scheduled this back in January. Can you believe this? I've scheduled to be on the show back in January. I only just recorded it this week, uh, the interview uh, with uh, Jamie Tardy of the eventual millionaire. And because it's important to me that I wanted to deliver some really good like um, messages, I decided to actually do something rather bizarre, which is prepare, prepare quite heavily uh, for uh, the potential questions. I am a listener to the show and uh, I do have a good sense of the types of things uh, she was going to ask me. However, it's a bit like, you know, my show, it's free flowing. There's no particular structure. Uh, it can go anywhere. And ironically, all these notes that I made for appearing on The Eventual Millionaire, uh, I didn't use any of them. And I thought, well, I've got to uh, use some of these. Um, There's some really interesting themes I was trying to get out. Uh, most of the uh, chat was about uh, particular launch strategies, uh, how to uh, find uh, enterprise clients. And yeah, so uh, a lot of these uh, notes that I made um, for appearing on the show you know, kind of didn't go anywhere. So this is my opportunity to share with you some of the things I've written down for appearing on The Eventual Millionaire. And as you can tell in the title, uh, the whole pursuit of um, the show is to help uh, budding millionaires or at least uh, try to encourage uh, like a millionaire uh, dream in running a business that then makes you a millionaire. And uh, what I think I've learned over the 500 odd episodes I've done on the App Guide podcast in, um, is that there's maybe a slightly alternative um, viewpoint uh, than just the straightforward like counting money to see how much you've made at the end of the day. And so I'd, I'd written these notes uh, to try to pull out some themes. And these themes are taking mini retirements, working remotely, uh, and building up your network of very like-minded people that are fun to work with. Um, some of the, I've, I've made a list of some really awesome apps uh, that I, I've enjoyed. And uh, also, you know, corporate life versus uh, the uh, entrepreneurial app life uh, that uh, some of us live. And so, yeah, some of these are the themes that I wanted to get out. And, and I actually made a note of some little stories as well. So um, in, the, in the next, um, I'm going to try and keep this to... Uh, the next uh, 15, 16 minutes or so. Um, so let me see how far we can go through this list of uh, subjects. 
So the first thing I was trying to get through is the um, idea of new rich versus the old rich. And uh, I have been a little bit on both sides of the fence. What do I mean here? Well, I unbelievably, I've only just read The Four Hour Work Week. It was a book that I'd kind of come across years ago uh, when it was first out, but never really got around to reading it until recently. Uh, listened to the audio version of it. And uh, I, I can't believe that uh, I kind of missed it when it was first out because I have been living uh, a life similar to the suggestions in the book, um, or at least some of the points in the book, uh, without actually realizing it. And one of the big uh, themes of the four hour work week is this uh, idea of uh, the new rich versus old rich. And I was trying to think of some of the examples of what it was like when I was working in uh, corporate London uh, in finance uh, on this um, six-figure salary that I had and um, how I'm richer. Uh, I, you know, I've actually joined some of the new rich versus the old rich. And, and let me explain. So, uh, and, and I'll do this in an example. Um, the old rich mentality was that uh, because I was in London, you know, it was enjoyable like living there, but I wanted to escape. And of course, you're committed to the hours that you have to work in the office. You know, I had an office overlooking uh, Buckingham Palace. I could see Buckingham Palace from uh, my window, which was like a, uh, you know, a great, felt like a great achievement. But I wanted to get away from the whole um, stress of um, being in central London. And so I would use a lot of my salary to, uh, on a Friday to uh, take off on a plane, um, depart from uh, a London airport, fly out to uh, either Italy or France, and then drive for like three hours uh, to get to a place I had in the French Alps. And what I would do is I would spend just a weekend, I mean, this is two days snowboarding. I'd then uh, return and get back uh, around about Sunday, uh, it actually Monday morning at 2 a.m. in the morning. So I had two wonderful, exhilarating two days uh, at snowboarding. And uh, I'd, I'd often take my wife uh, and, and it was like a lot of fun. But uh, I was extremely strapped for time. time. I was completely time constrained. So during a season, I reckon that I would have had uh, several weekends of doing this. And the cost to me... Uh, as part of the old rich would have been uh, in excess of ten thousand dollars in just travel and the cost of living, and that's without the you know the cost of actually buying the place in the uh, buying buying the chalet in France in the first place. So um, you know it's uh, ideally it was it seemed to be like the sort of thing I wanted to do. Uh, however, when I um, left and had this abundance of time, when I left my corporate job. Uh, had the, I had this abundance of time and decided to do an entire ski season, an entire ski season, which was a dream of mine. And I did this for around about a thousand dollars. That's at least three months or more uh, living in the uh, wonderful resort of La Plan, uh, which is in the Three Valleys. It's, it's the second biggest ski area in the French Alps. And so the point I wanted to make on uh, the eventual millionaire is that uh, even though you may be on a path to the uh, you know being rich or being a millionaire, being part of this old rich, 
that actually if you uh, calculate the time that you have, then maybe it's uh, easier to be part of the new rich because you get um, a much better lifestyle for a fraction of the cost. You know, we're talking about uh, $1,000 for three months versus $10,000 for a handful of days over the year. Um, and, and just the other part, part of that theme is that uh, now that I've got, you know, a lot more time than I've ever had, uh, then I can actually look after my health. And, you know, living and working in a corporate life in a, a city can be incredibly unhealthy. Uh, actually, a lot of the successful people around me, some of them drove lots of Ferraris and all that sort of stuff, um, but they were very overweight. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the, um, the, 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 well, the cost of your health was... Um, a lot for for the money that you are you're getting in so because i'm now part of the new rich then there's a lot more time for uh, health and i've got this uh, coach i think if you've listened to uh, the past episode recently uh, i've got the coach of hugh jackman uh, getting me really fit and that's something i would have only achieved on this new path of app entrepreneurship uh, so moving on then there's not only uh, i think i guess i kind of reflected there in the ski season i have taken uh, 15 mini retirements over the last seven years that's 15 mini retirements now i never actually called them mini retirements uh, because i didn't know what i was doing uh, i just wanted to like take uh, a break now and again and given that i'm doing podcasting and app development and working remotely it felt like uh, it was quite an easy uh, thing to do uh, and so yes i've uh, taken mini retirements to the french alps and dubai and indonesia um uh, Bali, spend a lot of time in Bali, um, and and these are usually one to three months at a time. Uh, I've uh, had uh, the wonderful experience of undergoing Chinese gong bell meditation, uh, learning how to surf, given the, the snowboarding days, and um, you know living in and and learning different cultures. Uh, and so, uh, one of the things I wanted to uh, bring out with uh, the eventual millionaire is uh, the fact that when you are free from the constraints of a corporate life, then you can actually have these mini retirements, which uh, in themselves are things that you would never achieve whilst on the corporate ladder. Um, So, yeah, I was going to talk about mini retirements. Moving on, um, I I guess like still on the theme, but um, more about the corporate life versus the digital life. Uh, part of the the uh, attraction for me at the time living in the corporate world um, was to uh, be surrounded by you know, millionaires. And so uh, I, I actually personally used to work with the grandson of Winston Churchill, pretty cool name, uh, quite a rich guy. And uh, I would spend a lot of time with the city folk. Uh, I actually joined uh, the golf uh, local golf club that was uh, quite exclusive to get into and my whole purpose was to be surrounded by uh, millionaires and uh, what I've grown to learn is that actually they're the wrong people to be surrounded by it just it felt like um, uh, the, these were the wrong people these were not my kind of people which is an ironic thing to say but um, since doing the podcast, since networking, since being in the app space especially, uh, what I've uh, learned now 
is that there's so many more like-minded people out there that are much more fun to be around, that are much more inspiring, that are much more helpful, um, helping you achieve your goals. Uh, Very, very few of these people that I used to know uh, would help me personally achieve their goals. Um, They were more interested in the types of suits that I was was wearing and the the name that I had, rather than um, the you know what sort of um, what what sort of projects am I getting involved with and and how they could help me um, so that moves me on to my other subject I wanted to bring up which um, uh, and sadly I never got a chance to when speaking on the eventual millionaire which is the uh, network that you build up in this space and we know uh, that it's one of my big themes that comes out time and time again from the show is the importance of network and I've been able to massively increase my network Uh, and meet some of the most inspiring and interesting like-minded people. Uh, Many of those are meeting virtually, but um, some of them, you know, meeting in person as well. And uh, I was going to give give some stories of past um, episodes where, you know, for instance, I had a really uh, wonderful episode with the founder of Hangwith. He's a guy that got some money for his app from 50 Cents. He is on the board of... Uh, I think the Developer Alliance, which has 60,000 members. And uh, yeah, I had a wonderful uh, episode with him and and we do have um, quite a few back and forths on the email as well. So uh, he's part of a network that I've been able to get involved with. uh, Much more interesting, uh, you know, I mean, stories of building an app using 50 cents money. Uh, It's it's pretty awesome. Uh, And also uh, I, I... did have uh, an opportunity to meet, uh, like for instance, my friend Andreas, who uh, has inspired me to uh, go to Bali. um, And I've done that for the last couple of years. And also uh, he introduced me to the coach of uh, Hugh Jackman, which is uh, someone who's changed my life for the better in terms of my personal fitness now. And so that um, network is incredibly important in terms of uh, your goals and your uh, enjoyment out of life and uh, certainly a business life and yeah I was going to speak a little bit about that and of course some of the interesting uh, projects that I've got involved with over the years have led me into lots of different places uh, there was um, a guest I remember building a meditation app uh, and he uh, uh, we worked together and he ended up going for several weeks off to meditate in the jungle uh, out in the Amazon Um, So these are the types of people that uh, you get involved with, you know, compare that to uh, Winston Winston Churchill's grandson, um, you know, who was good to have a beer with, but um, I can't imagine him meditating in the jungle of the Amazon. Uh, And uh, other other like-minded people that have also been on the show that I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, getting to uh, listen to. And getting to know, it, you know, there's a one of the past episodes, there was a guy who crashed um, a wedding and, uh, you know, he was trying to fund his app, his ha- app project. And uh, he managed to get his ideas after crashing like numerous different weddings and uh, started up an app uh, and had uh, to, to subsidize, had people living um, in his house, uh, getting money through Airbnb. So really wonderful stuff. Uh in terms of like uh, wrapping this up then, given that uh, I did want to try and keep this uh, to under 30 minutes, uh, there were some uh, apps that I was going to talk about as well. 
and uh, and some of the apps that have been like truly remarkable. I mean, who can believe that now uh, we have uh, access in our pocket to these supercomputers that are really groundbreaking. So first is that I'm, I'm thinking of all the wonderful people I've met using the app Slack. Uh, it uh, is an app that's been around for a number of years and a lot of people have uh, mentioned it on my show in the past. Uh, and I, uh, I'm in some really interesting groups. So one of the groups I'm in is a group called Digital Nomads. And uh, I can remember a time when I was looking for uh, accommodation in Bali and a very friendly entrepreneur went to go and check out the place I was planning to book I was a little bit worried because I hadn't been uh, to Bali certainly not for many years and he went out and checked the accommodation for me and said look no it's pretty cool it's very close to the um, city and uh, there's a lovely digital hub just down the road He, he was so so great and so apps like Slack can help you bridge the gap to meet like-minded people uh, in the in the space that you want to be in. And so there's so many of these wonderful Slacks. Of course, I have um, a related Slack that I'm an owner of as well called iOS Stack. And there should be a way to join that on the, um, the, the, the website, theappguy.co. Uh, other apps, I'm thinking like how I use Google Translate. And Google Translate has really come a long way. Uh, when I was driving around Bali, there was four of us on a moped and uh, yeah you actually get four people on a moped myself my wife and my two kids and we were in the middle of nowhere and 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 had a flat tire now nobody around me could speak english at all Um, but i did manage to pull out google translate and we had a verbal conversation back and forth where they were speaking the local dialect uh, indonesian and it would translate it to me and I would translate it back and it would speak back to them. And uh, I just found that fascinating that we have that ability in our pocket to have a global translator. And, and it certainly helped me get through uh, the ordeal of uh, breaking down uh, and not having anyone to turn to who spoke English. Uh, and we managed to uh, get the bike fixed and, uh, and sort everything out. So uh, that was a wonderful experience with uh, Google Translate. And then just the creativity of people in the app space and the apps that I've come across. You know, I was recently enjoying an app called Party Q, and it's uh, to overcome the whole problem we've got now, which is uh, fubbing. Uh, There's this new word called fubbing I hadn't heard of, which in a sense is a phone snubbing. That's what it's short for. And it's when, you know, those situations when you go out with your friends uh, and everyone's then... Uh, just looking at their phone and not interacting. And so what this app enables you to do is uh, you have then a facility to ask ask very interesting questions among the group. And every time I've used this app, uh, it's really got the whole table together. People are putting down their phones, they're engaging, uh, we have a good laugh, you know, find out some really interesting things about our friends. And so uh, I just love the fact that um, that that app would never exist um, on a desktop. It has to be, you know, in in the form of of an app and it can only work as an app. And it's overcoming some of the the problems we do see with uh, iPhones and Android devices is this whole phenomenon of fubbing and becoming a little bit detached from reality. So it's uh, helping come back in there. Uh, so there, some of the things that I wanted to 
uh, talk about. And in the final three minutes I have for, for you today, uh, I did make a note of uh, some of the past episodes I wanted to refer to uh, in case they come up with the eventual millionaire in mind. Uh, clearly, I've just done an episode 522 uh, that talked about the 15 biggest app entrepreneurial and life lessons that I've learned uh, over the 500 episodes. Uh, and so I was going to refer to that. But more importantly, there were some other episodes that I had here that are relating to um, like really interesting millionaire type stories. Uh, and um, the recent episodes include 518 with Josiah Humphrey, who took $3,000 and uh, just him and his mate uh, and built a company that is millions in revenue and uh, over 400 people around the world are employed uh, by his company, Appster. Um, so that's clearly a success story. Uh, also, David James. He was an interesting episode, episode 516, where he, uh, like m my story, quit investment banking, uh, but then he went on to create an app and... Uh, has millions and millions of users using it every uh, year. Uh, uh, and um, also the success of uh, Alex Austin, uh, episode 509, uh, where he talked about pivoting his company and then creating Branch, uh, which is a hugely successful company in the app space. Uh, or uh, Matt Muntel, episode 492, uh, where he created Lingvist, and went from zero to uh, half a million beta testers, and it was his first startup. Uh, he's the guy that, that was part of the team that found the God particle. Um, uh, I love the story of uh, James Abbott. Uh, I guess he's part of the New Rich, where he sold everything uh, in a day on eBay and left and went traveling around the world and then set up a hub in Thailand that I'm hoping to go and see this summer. Um, Brian David Crane, another wonderful interview where we actually interviewed in the middle of the rice fields. Uh, that's episode 485. A very popular episode, Dmitry Dragolov, uh, 502 on how to get free press. Um, Anthony Martin, Anthony Martin, episode 490. He went from his dorm room to millions uh, with his business. Uh, Angela Yu, episode 474. She went from being a doctor to an app developer, uh, entrepreneur, and uh, teacher of uh, app coding. Uh, so really inspiring. Uh, Adam Farah, uh, episode 453, who went from uh, leaving his banking career again. You can see a theme. <laughs> I love people that have left corporate jobs and taken a big risk. And he's uh, built a career now in uh, the AI personal assistance space. And of course, the hugely um, successful Brendan Beneshot, episode 450, who went from a dorm room to $100 million a year, at least um, in revenue, uh, and a huge company. Um, so uh, all these uh, wonderful, oh, of course, Robert Lu Roberta Luca, who uh, achieved um, global fame with uh, the game that they were behind called Surgeon Simulator. That's episode 427. Uh, so some interesting episodes I wanted to refer to that I made a list for The Eventual Millionaire. Uh, so there are the three things then uh, I've gone through um, in my preparation. The, now, this, the thing I forgot to mention is that uh, the recording of The Eventual Millionaire was um, recently this week as the time of recording this, um, but it will not go live uh, for uh, another six months. So it's not until December. Can you believe that? December... Uh, so you have to wait until December until you hear the actual 
recording of the eventual millionaire but it's been a, a, a dream come true coming on that show and uh, i wish you all the success with what you're doing do remember to um, leave a review for the podcast again i do read all the reviews um, do remember to get in touch with me uh, about potential future guests because i am going to be doing some hard work um, with future guests coming on this show and now is the time to influence that for the remainder of the year and so if you have a burning desire to learn something or to meet someone in particular or listen to them on the show, then do let me know. If you've been to an event recently where you've seen an inspiring speaker, let me know because I want to uh, interview these people. And tell me what you think of the mission statement for the App Guide podcast. Does this meet your uh, needs and what you get out of this show? Thank you for listening and I look forward to getting a, a guest interview next time. But for now, sayonara.